Starting Banjos back with us once again, guys, because we are live here on the Corridor Cast. Those uh, are the two chords that Jake knows. <laughs> I, wait, I know a third one. That's all you need, man. Yeah, three chords. All you need. That's more than I know. I'll give you that. I'm here with Nico once again. Hi, I'm Nico. I'm here with uh, Christian once again. Here we are. And of course, the one and the only Mr. Ren Weichman. Once again. <laughs> Once again. How's everybody doing today? Good. Nice day out. I had all my, all my windows open. Yeah, I got my door open right now. There's a fly that just flew in here. <laughs> yeah, that's been my issue with the heat is the flies are coming back. Yeah. Getting into my house. The air conditioning's out in three, so... I'm just living it up, classic oh, style. Dude, you got to get his Waldo back there. Yeah, I know, but it's been a little tough with the quarantine. <laughs> yeah. Tell him, tell him it's urgent, man. It's Waldo, I need you. <laughs> listen, I, I know you're probably doing quarantine stuff, but listen. <laughs> come into my home. Yeah, <laughs> come into my home and, and fix this, because this is a real problem. <laughs> Um, yeah so uh wow so what are you guys working on today um dominoes 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 what does that mean domino uh, run i guess people have to watch the crew channel to find out what that means yeah. <laughs> today on that it was just uh some camera tracking it's okay ren you can reveal it on this channel because only the truest of the croutons come here yeah, no, it's a, it's we're basically doing a video, uh, kind of trying to make an impossible dominoes line, of uh, you know, you see like those big things of dominoes, they're really cool, but what if they did things that real dominoes can't do, like go up walls or be the size of buildings? So, nice. Yeah. Another one of another one of Ren's craziest domino effects. Well, that's the thing. We're doing a crew video, kind of testing the concept for it. It's in partnership with NVIDIA, but the idea is that we're kind of exploring uh, the possibility of doing like an even bigger version of it for the actual quarter digital channel in that vein yeah. of like a mad scientist type video. Yeah. That'll be a fun one. I hope you, I hope it works yeah. because yeah. I think that video would be fun to shoot and obviously it'd perform really well and it'd be a good new, I guess, novel experimentation with the effects. So, mm -hmm. awesome. <laughs> Fun video. Well, I'm hanging the starting banjo back up because we've, we've begun. Um, yeah. Well, uh, I guess, do you want to, do you want to talk about the, this other big news, Nico? Yeah. I mean, on behalf of Jake, I'm announcing <laughs> that Jake is moving to Texas. Ooh, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> I know he spooked everybody last week saying Nico was leaving the studio. Hey guys, we're spooking you again. Jake's leaving the studio. <laughs> That's probably what the title of this podcast will be. <laughs> You're moving across town. Jake's moving across states. What does this yes. mean? Hold what on. What mean? does this mean, guys? My Jake, are you quitting Corridor Digital? Yeah, no. What does this mean, Jake? Oh How does it work? Goodness. No. Um, so here's the thing. Um, no, not, not going anywhere. At least not in, not in terms of my my 
presence as a creator within Corridor Digital. Um, <laughs> I am going somewhere physically, uh, and that is to, to San Antonio. Um, and uh, so there's a few reasons for that. Um, but I am going to be back uh, regularly to be in studio, to work out of the studio. And uh, yeah, my new life is going to probably consist of spending two or so weeks in Texas and then spending a week or so in LA and doing that pretty much to infinity. Mm. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, obviously we've been doing more stuff over there uh, with Black Rifle Coffee. Um, we've sort of fostered a relationship with those guys. They have um, access to so many filmmaking resources that it's kind of, it's kind of ridiculous. Um, just because of, uh, you know, who, who, what they've done, I guess, in lives prior. And then as, as Black Rifle has kind of um, expanded, uh, it's just presented this opportunity with us where they're like, hey, um, we've been watching you guys. You know, when they first came to us, they, like Jared, Jared and, um, and, and Rich and Matt were like, well, obviously we knew Rich, but we didn't know Jared and Matt at the time. And it turns out um, those guys had been watching our videos for like 10 years. Uh, yeah those are just like huge fans yeah um and so uh you know they'd seen everything that we'd done and um you know they just i guess what they wanted was a little bit of 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 our expertise so that they can learn from us and we can learn from them and there's just a lot of different avenues that we can go with them so i'm gonna go foster that and uh also you know it came down to um having now a third kid on the way, which we announced this last time, right? Oh, wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Uh-oh. I think I, just, Patreon. I think I just breached more news. Because we changed the whole website. That's right. Yeah. Your, um, your gender reveal. Yeah, and then I'm, I'm, <laughs> I have a third baby, so there's that. Um, <laughs> moms uh, right now. Jake, but, your sense of like... Uh, you know, dramatic pacing is a little off. <laughs> I know it's a little off right now, guys. I'm sorry. It's been a, it's been a long week. It's been a long quarantine. <laughs> uh, yeah, just let you know, Jake's with the Texas hands to another kid. Okay, but uh, see ya. <laughs> <laughs> subscribe to the subscribe to the podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah. So again, sounds crazy, but it's uh, you know it's something that we've been thinking about and working towards here for well quite some time actually. Um, and I'm, I'm just glad that, uh, um, well, well, that was, you know, part of that decision was like, Hey, should we, should we move the studio? Should we, um, should we do this, uh, like as a company or how should we try to, how should we try to foster this and arrange this? And I feel like after all of these years of, uh, being patient and, uh, visiting places and getting input from the team and, um, getting, getting everyone's sort of two cents and, and seeing how things evolved and, and being flexible to it. Um, I feel like finally, you know, with, with Nico coming out of studio three, us going up there as well. Um, and then me doing this move, I feel like it's kind of the best of all worlds. Um, and it wouldn't have happened had we not been, patient and had we not been um like i guess just you know it's it's such a monumental decision to be like hey i'm gonna move to a different place or we're gonna move our company to a different place i don't think people realize just how like in depth 
and how long our search for moving actually was. It was a year and a half. We looked at three different states. Yeah. It, it was it was an extensive search. Everyone at the company did a lot of soul searching. Yep. Yeah, and, and I'm glad I'm glad that it happened. Um and I'm glad I feel like, you know, um I, although there were certain like, you know, there were certain people that were more willing to move or more interested in moving than others. At the same time, it, it required of everybody to do that soul searching. And that uh, I feel like makes us better off going forward because you've gone through that process now. It's not like, Oh, why do, why do I work here? Or why am I here at this job? Or why am I here in LA? Or why am I doing X, Y, and Z? You know, you, you've now taken the mental energy to, to spend time on that because you, you know, maybe, maybe you were forced to, or maybe you were going to do it anyways, but regardless, it's been done. And so that, uh, I guess just opens us up to more good things going forward because now it's like, okay, everybody that's here is here to be doing this. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, the hardest thing I feel like as a, as, as one of the partners, Nico, you know, speak to this too, but like, it's just making sure that everybody can continue to do that. I feel like that's, mm-hmm. that's the biggest challenge. Just making sure that like, cause you know, like Ren, for example, I mean, when, when we started working with you, you, you know, so many years ago, it was like 12, it was 2012 or so. Over eight years ago. Yeah. And, and what you've done with us and, and what you've done on your own and, and, like with your with your most recent quote unquote Ren videos, I mean it's just it's been a journey in and of itself watching you evolve as a creator. Um and, and I feel like I've evolved. You have. You've evolved a ton. And you know the, the interesting thing is I don't I don't see this physical move as anything but part of that process for me. And so, you know, it can come off as a bit of a shock to be like, wait, you're you're doing what? But, you know, you got to remember also in 2009, I, I put everything I owned into a car and drove out here to begin with. That's the <laughs> so it's not that much, not that big of a <laughs> for me to be like, yeah, I'm just going to keep evolving this way. Um, did you so find a house? I did. Yeah. Yep. I found one. And like 13, uh, 14? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah, 12. Yeah. You know. 12 bedroom. A soft mansion soft yeah. mansion is a loose term yeah <laughs> no um but it's it is nice for a large family because you can just get so much more out there in terms of space and stuff and you know with with now a third baby on the way plus wendy's mom lives with us too so i got a, i got a full house man um and room for everybody now which is nice because we certainly out this house that i'm in now was great but it's a great house. We had a ton of room here. I, I used to have an office, man. I used to have my own office. Say, you, you set up in your living room and I was like, don't you have a whole office in the back room? And I was just kind of like, oh, maybe he just wants to be out in the open. But I was no. curious of what happened back then. So, no, not anymore. Now my mother-in-law lives back there, dude. Oh, okay. I thought she was upstairs. Yeah. I mean, that was a lot. She was. Upstairs. And now, now upstairs is Eliza's room. Now they got Eliza and JJ. They got so, <laughs> And JJ doesn't have his own room. Oh, yeah. Yet. He's in your room still, right? Yeah, so he's he's moving into his own room when we move. Um, so you know, just as as the family grew, we just needed more space. That's all. That's all there is to it. 
Yeah. I mean, I think the big thing with like all the move, move planning that we did at corridor for, you know, for the past two years, um, if not three, like if you think back to when it started, it would, you know, it starts off your 20 something kids in LA and you're like, well, I like doing this. Do you like doing this? Yeah. I like doing this. Cool. Let's start doing it together. Yeah. Okay. We need some more help. Do you like doing this? I like doing this. Cool. Uh, you want to bring your computer in and we'll work together on something cool. And then like, you know, things start growing and we, if you're committed to it and you want to make it happen, it happens like anything in life. It's not an instant overnight success. It's a long, long build. But what ends up happening is that you turn around and you look back and suddenly five years have passed, eight years have passed. And you're like, Whoa, what started as just a, Hey, I like doing this. You like doing this. Let's put our computers in the same room and keep doing it is now turned into, Hey, I've been here for longer than I was at college. I've been here for almost <laughs> as long as the, I was in my hometown that I grew up in. <laughs> like, hey man, um, I've, been, I've been away from, from where I grew up longer than I grew up there. Yeah. Almost crazy. Coming up on it. I've almost lived in the studio here on Hunter street um, longer than I lived in my house in Stillwater that I grew up in. Yeah. So I'm only like three years away from that, that time. But yeah. you know, so there was a point here where, unless somebody takes a lot of time to do soul searching all the time, which I don't know if that's really our group outside of Clint, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, it's, there wasn't really a moment here. I think where people had stopped and been like, well, how long do I want to work here? What is my goal with this? Like, is this something I want to do? Um, yeah. And what would that, what would that look like? What would the shape of that be? Um, so the move was also a chance for us to do that and to be like, you know, what, how do we want to make films? How do we want to, work together here like do we want to get out of LA and be doing a lot more personal kind of projects where we're it's just us just the group doing our own thing you know life is easy life is cheap and you know we're just going out in the woods and shooting videos um do we want to try to make a you know film industry blow up in another city that doesn't have it do we want to try do you want to stay in LA and keep you know playing this game here and in, in, you know in the entertainment capital of the world um yeah which, you know, entails a different pace of life as well. And I, you know, I think, you know, in that process, like I came to a lot of conclusions, Jake came to a lot of conclusions, Sam came to a lot of conclusions, but not just us, you know, it's, it's Ren, it's Christian, it's all the guys at Corridor had a chance to really think about this. And maybe it wasn't as big of a deal for like the guys that joined us like last year, like Dean and Matt, but for the rest of us, it was time for us to really consider like, Hey, where are we in, where are we at in life? And this thing that none of us quite thought would really turn into a career has turned into a long-term career. What does that mean? And what does that entail? And what, what do we need from that? Right. So, yeah. It's been yeah, interesting. And, and it's been, it, well, and that's like you said, like, it's, it's not like we, it's not like we, it's not like we showed up one day and we're like, Hey, uh, do you want to do this for a career? For a, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you want to, you want to see if we can grow this into a functioning business? it's like no we're shooting videos um you know yeah you're Um, thinking about next week's video that's as far as yeah (laughs) yeah exactly i mean i do remember the moment that i quit my law office (laughs) what was that Uh, like were you did you go in and like flip a table yeah basically dude's working out well you know he stole like a bunch of stacks of paper (laughs) a box of paper but we still got them baby (laughs) we still i I mean wait maybe that was all that paper yet no Mm because we never print anything what do we print i mean i feel like i think actually no christian you did buy a box Yeah, we're buying we're we're, we're at the point where we're buying our paper now. okay but that paper (laughs) that paper lasted us like a good six years wow 
Um, I mean, yeah, we didn't even get a new functioning printer until I got back in to, or the time <laughs> corridor. Yeah. Yep. Like there wasn't even really a working printer. When, I mean, kind of. I first was, joined. Yeah. yeah, it was like jank. We finally got a new jank. one. It was jank, jank or rank. And yeah, I'm working on sync, Jake. What's and that? You had, you had like this old ass laptop and this printer that you carried around and you had, you had it in like the motorhome for sync and you're printing off like contracts and 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 invoices and stuff like that like and you're so stressed because you're late for law school and you're like oh, oh god oh. dude that was such a rough time i mean looking back on it i probably shouldn't have been that stressed but it was my first time with all of that stuff and yeah. like you know sam and nico and i were shooting videos and then all of a sudden uh big frame was like hey we got all this money for a web series do you want to do a web series and we're like sure <laughs> we had never produced anything like that of that scale or anything just to give you a sense of that it was 90 minutes we had a script kind of we did not start producing half a script <laughs> yeah, we had half a script we didn't start producing it until two weeks before the first shoot date and we, yeah. we just assumed that that would be enough time because we were, we were working on our two week schedule for YouTube releases. And then just the next one came up and it was like, instead of being minutes, video, video, movie. Yeah. Uh, and that's basically how that one fit in there. And then um, there was this lion producer that came from uh, like traditional TV and he just could not, wrap his head around like how we did things and it was very stressful working with him because he was always he had we had no trust obviously because i was we were these kids basically and 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 they were like okay here's a bunch of money guys don't mess it up uh but also do it our way because we've done it this way and we didn't mess it up so you need to do it this way because the probability of you messing it up but the problem was they didn't have enough money for us to do it that way and what we were trying to do creatively like you couldn't do it that way with that money so i was constantly at odds with this guy and it was like not only was I at odds with that guy, I was producing this 90 minute thing for the first time and, uh, and I was still part time in law school. So I would, I would have to leave set every day at five to go to class. And then I'd have to go to class from like 536 to nine and then Get ready put the, the call sheet out and like prepare for the next day. And then yeah. literally like 6 a.m., 7 a.m. the next morning, like be back on set um and it was so yeah and i was the whole time i was carrying around this freaking this literally you would printer. carry it around yep. <laughs> it, i got that off ebay from some woman in um like win like winchester or like seal beach or something um i bought a couch and i was buying this couch and she was moving out and i didn't have a printer and she and i was like hey are you selling that printer <laughs> and i bought it from her the thing was, the thing that I liked about that printer is that it had no firmware. You could plug it into any. Plug it into any. That's, why, that's why I lugged it around with me. Is because you plug it into anything and it would print. Wow. Man, you're, saying, you're telling me that we could be in like a golden era of printer technology if printer manufacturers weren't such dicks about it. Yes. Why does, it, why does a printer need firmware? It, it just doesn't. Just plug it in. Recognize device print so i'm curious 
Christian and Ren, you know, we were talking about the move and the soul searching and all that kind of stuff. Where did you guys end up with your soul search? That's a broad question. <laughs> uh, Welcome to the Corridor Cast, where broad questions get sometimes broad answers, sometimes <laughs> specific. Yeah, I mean, I can start. I have a little bit more of a grasp on the broad question there. Um, yeah, obviously, when it was presented to us, it's like, uh, yeah, basically, it's that moment. It's like, oh, yeah, okay, we've got to start thinking about this. This is like a real decision. Um, and that kind of starts the whole soul searching process. You know, it's like, not just like, oh, yeah, like my, you know, where do I want to move? It's like, you know, you start thinking, about, yeah, like you said, the company and, and what you want to do in the future. And you got to think about all the different connections. So, um, so initially I was, you know, it was a little, I mean, to be honest, I didn't expect it. I don't know if there was whispers behind prior to that or, or anything, but the meeting when you, Sam, or Jake, Sam, and Nico called me into the room and told us about it, I was like, the first time I heard about it and I was like, oh shoot, like this is, I had no idea this was coming. So it was like almost like a, initially it was like a little bit like of a freak out. Cause it's like, oh my God, what's going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. but then, yeah, like, um, I kind of just trusted you guys in the process for a while and I was open to it i was you know receptive receptive to it right when i heard from it so um you know i kind of from there was excited about just seeing the places first and kind of hearing more about the plan um you know and again ren said that was like a year and a half process and by the end of it me and chelsea were pretty much ready to go like um you know obviously we didn't get into the details of anything but we came to the conclusion that like and there's a lot of factors for me too. So I'm from LA, from Southern California. My parents are two hours south of here. Um, so that was a big kind of hurl, or hurdle I initially had to get over. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, by the end of it, we were, we were, you know, we saw it as a positive opportunity to, even if we were just going to take the, uh, you know, go there for the term amount or whatever. And we talked about, you know, yeah. maybe a three-year thing and, be, and, then, and then kind of renegotiate from there. We kind of saw at least for the, like the the minimum term of three years, you know, it's just something that we were willing to do. Um, I wouldn't say like we were all for it and I was, you know, running around trying to convince everybody to move because it was something I really wanted to do. But it was like something that we saw as something that we can take as a positive, grow for a little bit. And, you know, it was always kind of like we can come back if we need to. Um, so, yeah, by the end of it, we were kind of excited about it, kind of saw uh, the potential opportunities to save and, and figure out different things like that and grow personally in a new city. Um, you know, and obviously with the company, cause I was excited to see where corridor was going and, um, you know, especially for right now, I'm not planning to look anywhere else. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, no, it was, it was something I was, I was willing to do. Um, but at the same time, I would say there was a, a bit of almost like a relief when, when it ended up not happening, you know, um, mm-hmm. Just for the fact of the, you know, the things I told. I mean, I don't have to now look into, you know, look, looking at a new place to live and the moving expenses and leaving my family. And, um, you know, we've even talked about, like, when we have kids, it's like we want to be in your family too. So it's like, how far out is that? And is that going to happen when we're out of state away from the families and stuff? Because her family's here too. So, yeah, I mean, in a way, there was a, there was a yeah, a, a kind of a weight off the shoulders at the end. But, you know, we were willing to go with the company and kind of, take the positives for what they were and grow from there and uh, kind of, you know, commit to it for that, for that time being and, and see where it went from there. You know, I don't know if, uh, if we, if the company did decide to move, if Texas would have been a, a long term or forever place for me ultimately, but you know, mm-hmm. we were going to take it in the short chunks from there at a time. But uh, yeah, in a way it, now that it's not officially happening, then 
um, you know, I'm, I'm happy to, to stay here in my home state because this is home to me. So, um, you know, I'm not leaving home. So there's, there's, you know, it's not like a, there's a huge. It's not like you're here from somewhere else. else. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, no, it was definitely a process. The, uh, the thought process and the discussions, you know, I talked a lot with my parents too and, and other friends and family and it was a, you know, it became a, a whole, you know, topic of good discussion and it, to every, with everybody that was close to me in my life. So, you know, even all my, my LA group of friends, there was a, there was definitely a time when it was like, oh yeah, like, dang, that sucks. You guys are going to move out of state because they were, they were ready for us to go. Um, yeah. You know, and that's just, you know, that's just part of the relationship and stuff. But yeah, again, I think we would have been happy if we did move and we would have managed and kind of figured out how to, you know, and continue our personal growth in anywhere we go. So um, yeah, no, it was an interesting prospect. Um, again, that's kind of where I am landed, but there's a, yeah, now that we're not going, I guess there's nothing really <laughs> to action on to be able to move on, you know? I mean, has, has the fact that we're not going, has it changed how you're approaching Los Angeles? Absolutely. Uh, there's that too. Um, there was, so yeah, actually that's a whole logistical thing I didn't even think about. So when we got back from that, I don't know if it was the second, I guess the November Texas trip with BRCC, um, we were already in the process of moving. And it was it was so much to the point to where, like, I got back from Texas, Chelsea booked the place, and we were moving, like, the end of that week. Um, but she did an ama- amazing job at, like, making sure we had a nine-month lease because we were like, okay, well, we might be moving to Texas at the time that you guys had told us we were going to go. And that's about nine months from now. So she did all the work to, like, fit our lease that way and the landlord ended up being cool with it and we told him like hey there's a big chance that the company's moving and we need to go here um but i will say it's like we're now living in the best apartment i've probably lived in other than the house uh, that i lived with jake in LA. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like probably the best place i've lived in in la and when we first moved in we didn't we were like well you know it's nine months let's not really build it out listen we're not going to really invest too much into like you know really settling in here if if the plan is to move in nine months. Um, but yeah, no, never since the call was made to not go, then yeah, we're, we're doing those same things, but here kind of like, let's start settling in here, getting things we want, but also like, um, kind of like the last podcast I've been now looking in just investments and, and saving my money in a different way and, and just making my LA lifestyle work for, you know, my, my future personal growth. So, uh, you know, and whether it's the investments or saving money or settling into the house here, we, just started our herb garden so we're going to start growing the long term you know things like that so um yeah no it definitely adjusted the approach of just like yeah how we want to kind of keep planning for our future here now that it's here um we kind of know the place where it might can happen for the foreseeable future so now just kind of taking the steps to start moving towards yeah and that uncertainty can be difficult in and of itself you know that's almost that's almost more difficult than than actually um I guess the prospect of, of like leaving somewhere and going to another is almost the uncertainty of, of what it brings or what it doesn't bring. Totally. Yeah. And I would say the uncertainty of us also not knowing, um, you know, that was the tough, not necessarily the certainty of when you get to the new place, but it was almost like also kind of that period of just kind of like, well, one, are we moving? And two, have they made a decision where that whole kind of like period of uncertainty was definitely, yeah, like the hardest part for us to kind of really grasp because then, yeah, it's like, I got some people on my, my end where my parents are like, yeah, you, you know, uh, 
you know, you guys can make the decision when it comes there. Whereas like, I have another group of friends that's like already seeing us as moved out of the state and they're always like, oh, that decision. and it was like, well, I don't really know exactly. So that's where it's like, yeah, you, either of you guys could be right. I'm not really sure. Um, we're yeah. just figuring it out, but you know, I, I definitely kept my loved ones in the loop the whole process and it, it helped for sure. What about you, Ren? <laughs> uh, ditto. Ditto. <laughs> uh, um, so for me, it was like, okay, so I come from a background of having moved a lot growing up. Um, I've lived in Louisiana, Texas, Oklahoma. I did middle school in Norway, high school in Texas and Vietnam, um, and, and college in Portland and, and a little bit in Seattle. But um, That was all just because Ren wa- asked his parents to move to those places, and then they <laughs> took him there. Yeah, no, my, my dad's a geologist, so we, we worked a lot on, like, uh, like in the oil industry and whatnot. So it allowed us to move around a lot, which is really, really cool. Um, I had a really blessed childhood in that regard. So I was coming from the perspective of, I don't mind moving. Like when I moved to LA, I literally just put everything in my car and just drove down here and then figured out what to do. It was like, I got to LA and I was like, yeah, wait, where am I gonna stay? <laughs> so the first like night I stayed in the Whole Foods parking lot in Santa Monica. And I went to Santa Monica because that was the only place in LA that I knew about. So yeah. that's where I ended up that first night. And then uh, shortly after that, I ended up with uh, Full Screen. I'm going on this random tangent, but basically Full Screen was like a company of 10 employees at the time. And they let me sleep on their company couch for like two straight weeks before I found an apartment. Oh my god! I found an apartment pretty quickly, but it was like a process to like. Dude, I, I was just I was just joking this morning about how all the all the people that aren't from LA, like why there's so many homeless people in Santa Monica, because in, in the, one of my one of my made up totally irrelevant theories was that it's because people that come here that don't know anything about this city, all they've heard of is Santa Monica, Monica and they just go to Santa Monica. And they're like, what do I do now? And, and you either like integrate into society or like you never leave and you end up there. Which yeah. is kind of, there's some truth to that, but only in a joking manner. Yeah, the second night I did stay in a hotel. Uh, I wasn't going to stay in my car. <laughs> no, the very first thing I did after getting down here and staying that first night was uh, getting a uh, public storage unit and just putting all my stuff in there. Yeah. Uh, so then I was at least able to be like mobile and uh, flexible. But yeah, so I guess that's just kind of a backstory on like me not minding moving that much. I've since lived in two more places. I've, I've lived in three different uh, places here in LA, um, currently in Pasadena. And I love Pasadena. I've fallen in love with it. And so uh, the start of this whole uh, moving process, I was like, mm, I don't know. I kind of like it here. But I'm, I'm open to, to moving to somewhere that's cheaper. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um <laughs> But granted, that that was only one half of the equation because my wife Jenna is the second half, and she ended up getting a really really nice job. And the comp yeah. the complication with that is that she couldn't she wouldn't be able to just laterally move to that same position in some other hospital. She yeah, had to work her way back up to that. Probably starting at night shift all over again. She did that for years, then went to day shift for a year, and now uh, is on. She's running the entire floor. She's like the floor manager. Um, floor box. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the charge nurse, patient flow coordinator, if you will. So it was, uh, we had looked at a few different places. I guess we went to Minnesota and we looked at like Minneapolis and like a few different locations yep. there. Then we went to Austin, looked at uh, some places around there in San Antonio. And then we went to Portland, Oregon and Seattle, Washington. Uh, and after all of that, after like a couple months or like maybe just one or two months after that, 
uh, on our morning, Monday morning meeting, you guys decided Portland is it. Yeah. We're going to move to Portland. And it was at that precise moment that I realized, okay, so before that though, uh, up until this time, I've considered myself from Portland. That's where I went to college, even though it was only for four years, that was the longest time I'd ever lived in any one location. Uh, yeah. And so I, yeah. And yeah. And I, so I found, I have a very like visceral connection to, to Portland. I loved it and I'd love to move back. So when you guys decided we're moving to Portland and I realized I didn't want to move, that was a big moment for me internally. I was like, huh, that's odd. I don't want to go to the one place on earth I'd like to move to. Because uh, <laughs> I, I, I realized I'm not in a, in a, in a place in my life where I want to leave LA. You know, I don't have kids. Uh, I don't have uh, other sort of like life responsibilities that kind of are, you know, uh, needing a cheaper cost of living and whatnot. I really like Los Angeles though. And that was what I, I, I really kind of started realizing. Los Angeles is a beautiful city. There's so much to it in terms of like just being able to go out one wheeling up to the top of a mountain that is 10 minutes away. Like literally I could drive for 10 minutes and then start one wheeling up to the top of a mountain and have like the most epic view of all time. Now that you have your XR, Jake, you've got to do this ride very soon. Yeah, let's do mm-hmm. it. I'm down. Um, and, yeah, and just like everything, there's so many like groups that are here, uh, so many different types of cuisine and people that are here uh, in LA. It's just such a big melting pot that you don't get in other cities like Portland or whatnot. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't be opposed to moving a little outside of LA. Now that, you know, because I, especially because I have a car that drives itself, it's like that literally changes everything in my mentality about like how man. far away things are. It, it's it's kind of bizarre how much that literally just changes. Yeah, my perspective. yeah, that makes sense. You know, if I if I move like 30, 40 minutes uh, east of here, I'm pretty much outside of LA, and downtown LA is an hour away. Yeah, but if that means I can actually get a really nice place for not too expensive. Um, and that's that's I don't know something I'll probably in the future think about. I'm not in a position to think about a, owning a house yet. Uh, I have too many other irresponsible financial decisions. In my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm working on that myself. Buying a house. Yeah, would be nice uh, in the future. and yeah, it, is, it kind of came down to like, all right, um, you guys are wanting to move, and I'm kind of wanting to not move. So I had to start thinking about what am I going to do, and I've since learned that Jenna was not going to move, regardless <laughs> of what you guys decided. <laughs> Ice cold, dude. Ice cold. I talking about, man, what if she, we moved? And she looked at me, and she's like, I wasn't going to move. I wasn't going to move. And I was like, oh, oh. Granted, I think there's a huge asterisk there. Of, sure. uh, she probably would have moved if it lot of There's a lot of unknowns in that if it went the other way, so for sure. Yeah. But yeah, I guess that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like we get we get the best of of both worlds with all this because, um, you know, we'll get some of the we'll get some of the expansion, like, and and some of the connections that that we been that we've been getting out there. While at the same time, you know, it doesn't it doesn't put anyone in a bad way where you know you're you're like your wife's not moving or you 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 know you you haven't. I don't know. There's so, so many different so many issues, different possibilities yeah. arise from that. Yeah. Um, well, then, yeah. Now so it then. does. It does affect us, like in the way of, uh, you know, um, our costs and things like that. But you know, yeah. I, the well, it's like I just is, I kept finding myself thinking 
can we just put this off one more year? I mean, there's, there's the argument that like, you're never going to be ready for whatever it is that you need to be ready for. I yeah. get that. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I was like, just one more. I want to have like another year in LA. Yeah. And then like that year went by and I was like, I want another year. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I want another one. It's tough to get a grab. And th- like that combined with me realizing I didn't want to move to Portland, at least not yet, made me realize that I didn't want to leave LA. I think LA still has too many things to offer for me. Yeah. Um, both socially and professionally. And that was uh, one of the big reasons why you guys decided to not move the company is because when we started the search, Corridor was a very different company than it, it turned into at the beginning of this year. By the time yeah. we hit the beginning yeah, of this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've, yeah, we've been at least like in passing discussing the idea for, God, I, I don't even know. Like, since there was just like me, you, Sam, Nico, and Carmichael. <laughs> yeah. At least in passing, and then, you know, and then and then Christian came on, and then Nick came on, and then you know it's just you've doubled more than doubled in size, and so now all of a sudden it's not just about you anymore. You know, it's not just about any one individual anymore. It's there's a whole team of people to consider, and everyone's got different lives, and everyone's got different asks and different things that they are that are important to them and all that stuff is really at the heart of why you try to work to find your your favorite course of working in the first place you know is so that you can have all of these you can have the things that are more important than that to you and so just balancing that sometimes is 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 a that's why you can't just like wake up and be like, Oh, we're going to do this. Um, or I mean, yeah. you could, but it would be hasty and probably n- unwise. Yeah. Story of my life. Yeah. Well, so we got to that fateful point, you know, after I read it all the soul searching where, you know, we were looking at basically we had gone through the fall here of 2019 and like every other week, either some big name person was coming into the studio or we were working with some big name person. Like, you know, we worked with Will Smith for that quick deep fake joke for Gemini man. You know, we had the VFX supervisor come in from, uh, ventures and game. What a digital. Yeah. We had a uh, Snoop dog, you know, we did a project with him. We might um, potentially be doing something with, uh, uh, Seth Rogen. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Clint and I have been discussing the idea. I think we've got a pretty pretty good idea for that. Nice. Uh, we can talk about it after this. But, you know, so, and I'm, I'm leaving so many different names off this list. You know, we had a bunch of different stuntmen come in. We had all these other, uh, what was that one guy's name? Ilram came in for, you know, Stuntman yeah. React. Um, Ilram, Eric, obviously. Yep, Eric. And then, like, other companies are coming in while we are like, for the for the other side like of the non vfx react and stuntman react we had you know like, we yeah. did a thing with unreal um on like a little mini version of the use of the mandalorian um yeah anyways the the list goes on and it's one of those things where it's like that wasn't happening in 2018 and that wasn't happening in 2017 like in 2018 and 2017 it was just a couple friends making videos and that's all it was it was insular we weren't really a big deal on youtube anymore you know, we're getting like 200,000 views per video. That's, that's, so, the, that's the crazy part about this real quick. <laughs> Corridor was a huge deal about like eight to 10 years ago. Yeah. Like, we, were, we were a huge deal, man. We used to be. 
No, we were the 80th I, most subscribed channel on the channel. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I hear you. Yeah. And, <laughs> and now most of our fans these days don't even know we existed before this year. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know we, we have a channel called Corridor. Some... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it, you know, based on what had happened and like how much it had grown and like, you know, just where we were as a company, at least I came to the conclusion that I didn't think the move was the right move anymore. And then came the really challenging part of having to face Jake and tell him that Jake, all this work that you put in for the past two years and all these expectations that we have communicated at the last second, I have to say, I'm sorry, but I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> so, you know, but I think it's, a, <laughs> I think it's a testament to like how I think how good partners, you know, both Jake and Sam are is that like, you know, we could, we could have this discussion and like, you know, obviously emotions are involved, but like we've been around long enough now that like we can, we can digest our emotions and we can talk about things and like, you know, challenges don't come without emotions. Challenges are very rarely just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> you want to like, land on the moon? Whatever, yeah, get man. over it. Yeah, we'll get good. <laughs> hey, one of the, you're like, one of your rocket crews died. Eh. <laughs> Should we keep going? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, we, we, we talked about it and we talked about it and, you know, worked our way to, to our conclusion of, yeah, you know, staying in LA is the right move. But, Jake, as he told us, he was going to get out of Los Angeles. It was time for him to leave. And, you know, we understand that there's, there's a large component of this, which is your personal life. And <laughs> your personal life and your work life, especially when it's art, are very tied together. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's important that we figured out a way to support that and encourage things. And I think this quarantine has shown that just how much work we can do without having to be in the same room. And don't get me wrong, it's very, like... Everybody's like, well, why doesn't everybody just work from home? It's like, well, there's an undeniable value to all being in the same space. Let's not kid ourselves. Like maybe if you're really antisocial and you don't really talk to people at your job, it might feel like you can do all your work from home. That's cool. But especially at Corridor, there's a lot of value to being in the same space. Um, but that's it. Mention there's entire industries that can't be done. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. But, uh, but there's also a lot of work we can do when we're not in the same space. And, you know, so it kind of brought us to this point where it's like, all right, well, let's, let's move on to this, you know, this plan B, which is you continue pursuing the things that you want to pursue in life and we'll figure out how to work remotely. But also, you know, Austin, Texas, isn't that far away from Los Angeles. And, you know, the, the, the thing that was up in the air was whether or not we would have studio three um, by the time Jake had moved. Uh, when I say we, I mean, as in corridor would have studio three, because I live in studio three. Um, which in the building there's Studio Four, which is Corridor, and Studio Three, which is my place, which used yeah. to be Corridor. Yeah, um, I look at the behind-the-scenes videos from like 2013. That's Nico's apartment. <laughs> Our is next week. We're doing a special 10-year video. Yeah. yeah, on that studio. Yeah, we'll do a walkthrough, like looking at all the old spots where cool things happen, maybe some cool locations around the studio, and a little retrospective on 10 years of Corridor. Which, by the by the way. Like maybe this is the transition point here, but I remember like, so we'll probably cover this in the video, but like, I remember how it all started with like Freddie and David Welch going up to the Olympics in Vancouver in 2010 and meeting Daystorm because they were doing a video thing for Samsung. 
and Dave Storm was the only like one of the he's the only guy anybody knew who was doing YouTube. He was partnered at the time. He told Freddie to get into it. Brandon and Freddie had had a, a viral video go viral mainly because at the time the people that worked at YouTube that curated the front page of YouTube.com <laughs> liked one of their videos and put it there for a couple of weeks and forgot about it or something <laughs> like that. Isn't that like <laughs> so end up, or something? Is that, is that, is that, that? art video? video? No, no. This is the Guitar Hero video. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, very planes while on a bike. Was it that one? No, no. It's just it's literally just Freddie playing Guitar Hero. Guitar Hero. Like scooting around the living room. Maybe it's like really old. Freddie uh, W. No, guitar. That, I, I think the one of him spinning on the ground is is, is a different one. It's called Guitar Hero YYZ is the name of the video. It has 9.2 million views. And it's just, you know, some dude in his apartment. Yeah, it starts with him on the dirt bike being like, I'm a badass and watch me play Guitar Hero. And then, you know, this kind of nerdy kid goes and plays a really good job at Guitar Hero. And yeah. <laughs> Call it a day. Call it a day. <laughs> yeah. And so a lot of people saw that and you know, Freddie and Brandon saw some potential, but that was like, that was a few years before they started their YouTube channel. Um, that was like a solid three or four years before they actually started their channel. But I remember sitting a singular video on YouTube and just, yeah, just for fun. And you know, got views and all that stuff. But like, I remember sitting outside on the street in the bed of Kevin Clobber's pickup truck and Kevin Clobber's, uh, he edited a bunch of stuff like nine inch nails and smashing pumpkins back in the day. He's a really talented editor. He's won awards. Um, and he had a pickup truck that was like purple with like flames draw- like painted on it. <laughs> and he's, yeah. the only, he's the only friend that had a pickup truck. So anytime people needed to move, they had to borrow his truck. Uh, but I remember sitting in the bed of the truck with Brandon and Freddie. Because we had been working on Dark Island, the movie that, you know, we shot up in Vancouver at the time. And Freddie was like, you know, so I'm going to be trying this YouTube thing. You know, I learned a lot about it when I was up in Vancouver for the Olympics. Um, and yeah, you know, I'm gonna kick that off because we're all working on the kind of the same stuff under the same roof. And we're like, okay, cool. And Sam and I were still doing our own thing. We we're doing, you know, freelance visual effects. And I remember that conversation and kind of thinking like, you know, that'd be cool to try. And then like, if we get into it, we'll probably do it for a couple of years before, you know, ideally it leads to us making a movie or something like that. And man, here we are 10 years later. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Like, We've been coming to the same party for 10 years. <laughs> no yeah. That little bit of like, oh, I guess it'll lead out to us making a movie. It kind of, it, it did happen, but then we just came back to YouTube afterwards. Like that, that end all be all of like, oh, we'll make a movie. And then that's the end. Like, yeah, it's like, no, it. you keep that's making not stuff. Life works though, either. Yeah. It's not like. You just keep doing like, it. Yeah. There's, 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 no, there's always that, there's always that phrase, especially with, los angeles and when you've made it yeah you made it you made it like that that, but the thing is is that doesn't there is no point at which you make it (laughs) like you cross the threshold and then all of a sudden you're a fucking i'm in the made it club yeah like i I did have a threshold for making it by the way oh oh sorry so yeah it's it's always a person mind it's a person (laughs) (laughs) oh I, i made it jake you want oh. to know what my threshold was? Okay. Well, well when did <laughs> well, you actually add, add two? When was I could afford a banjo? How long ago did you make this special? I made it in like 20... When did we do the, the collaboration with Epic Mealtime? 
that's when that's when I made it. <laughs> so did that, it did, that was, that it did like, anything to do with Epic Meal Time, but oh, it was like I thought you were doing the collaboration. No, it was like 2013. Epic Meal Time was your making <laughs> the first one where they came yeah. by. Uh huh. Yeah, like when they collabed with us specifically on the Corridor Channel. Wasn't that when you guys like snorted hamburgers? Yeah, put yeah, yeah. Harley's face on a bunch of stuff. When we replaced everybody's face with Harley's face. No, but we did put unlimited glasses on uh, unlimited glasses on muscles glasses. Anyways, okay, it was a very simple threshold, right? So at Smart and Final, which is kind of like a like a mini version of Costco, you don't need a membership. Oh, I've they have this extra story. they have this extra large pack of bacon. Bacon and it's like the, the leftovers. Well, no, they have the bacon ends, but they also oh, have just like oh, oh, normal okay. bacon strips. But it's like a three pound pack, or maybe it's bigger. It's like thirty bucks. All right, bacon's really good. I was really poor. <laughs> like, there was a point in time when baking on Dark Island. Or like, literally, all you'd eat is rice and beans out of a giant bean can. <laughs> and like all of us, like me, Sam, Brandon, Freddie, we'd put rice on in our tortilla and beans, and we'd eat that, and that'd be our lunch and our dinner. Like we didn't have very much money because <laughs> we weren't working. We were working on Dark Island, so like I was entirely on my savings. This is coming out of college. I didn't have a lot of savings. Right. <laughs> So anyways, <laughs> um, so I remember going to Smart and Final and, you know, I'd be getting groceries and I saw that and I thought to myself very clearly, when I can buy that pack of bacon, I'll have made it. <laughs> I guess I have a very low threshold for making it. Anyways, we filmed that, uh, that episode and of course those guys threw a bunch of those giant packs of bacon in the cart and I know I didn't buy it. They did. But at the same time, the fact that there was multiple yeah. packs of that like specific one of pack of bacon associated to me, <laughs> yeah, and it tied in with this collab with one of the biggest YouTube names, which made our channel, which meant our channel was becoming legitimate, and like, you know, that was the threshold of making it. It's like when that pack of bacon ended up back at my studio and being used in a video, it's like I knew that we were okay. I knew that we had it, we had it figured out from that point on. That's great. I love it. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, man, that's that's kind of what you need to do, though. Like, you kind of need to you kind of need to set those 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 mini goals. Yeah. And uh, um, my other definition, my other thing of making it, I'll just I'll keep this one really quick. It's very simple. It was my definition of being famous was having somebody know my name without me knowing theirs. Like somebody who knew me <laughs> and I'd never seen them before. Anyways, that really happened really quick. That happened, yeah. that happened in the first week of college. <laughs> so I was like, I saw one of your videos on the Allen TV forum. I was like, oh, cool. It's like, are you Nico? I'm like, yeah, who are you? It's like, oh, I'm Josh. Oh, cool. Nice to meet you, Josh. And he just went, made it, made it, made it. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's either Josh or Yo. I can't remember which one. <laughs> one of those guys. Not Josh Davies, right? What's that? Not Josh Davies, right? No, 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 no. College, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Josh sung, sung in our band for a little bit. Hmm. Yep. You still didn't know his name. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the guy singing? <laughs> no, I just, in the memory, I can't remember who was the guy that had mentioned, oh, yeah, I saw your video. Yeah, um, yeah it's one of those two. But anyways... Yep. Yeah, I mean that third yeah. trip would be different for anybody. Like making it to one person is completely different than somebody else making it. Making it could be a family and a house for somebody, whereas you know somebody right. could be like, "I want to win an Oscar." Yeah, so it's a, it's a personal journey on that end. An Oscar would be yeah. nice. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, sure. It's like that. We've got enough streamings. 
But then you get that Oscar, and it's like, oh, I'm done now. Like, yeah, exactly. It's not like he's I mean, it's not like, well, okay, I made it. Well, I'm never going to do this again. I mean, here's the Oscar, so <laughs> yeah, I got it. Uh, can't do this anymore. Yeah. Still got to eat. Still yeah. got to pay your bills and all that good stuff. Yeah, plus you've committed your entire life to to, to, to get that Oscar. To get that little not golden trophy. It's like, what, you're going to walk away from it now? Yeah. yeah. yeah I'm done with the industry. I got my Oscar. I'm going to go start over i i guess there are people that have done that and do that i'm sure but i don't think i don't think i'm one of them yeah same yeah. there's enough variety in the world of corridor digital to keep like yeah. it's basically a new career every year yeah it kind of is <laughs> yeah that is probably the my most favorite part about the stuff that we do it's just like nothing's mundane or it's like obviously you have tasks that can get like tedious but yeah. Nothing ever really feels this on same. occasion. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah, like obviously there's admin stuff and paperwork stuff, but like other than that, yeah. it's like nothing's really ever the same thing every day that we do. You know, yeah. and that's the best part. I mean, that's at least year to year, it certainly changes. Well, I've started yeah. realizing I get like cabin fever if I work on the same project for too long. Like yeah. if I'm still cranking on the same project for like more than a month, I'm like, oh god. I like, like awesome awesome dynamics too. That, that one wasn't that bad, <laughs> but that was approaching that point. The worst yeah. one was uh, anime self-driving cars. Oh, yeah, that was a lot. That was like making. that was uh, that was like three months of working on that video. Yeah, and I had a lot of issues along the way working on it. It was frustrating. Um, Sam had Sam had a baby, so he like peaced out for a month. <laughs> well, speaking of speaking of some blockbusters, some corridor blockbusters, what are we going to do next, boys? Are we going to do another boss town? Yes. Are it's we coming? Do, is that we, coming? I mean, we got the boss town idea. Summer? And I've got a boss you, town idea. You monsters uh, you know, very close. Tactical is close. Uh, we got this world's biggest domino sequence coming out Ooh. at some point. Yeah, we'll have to do that. Actually, that, that might that might be turn that into the actual quarter video for sure yeah. soon. Especially not all this testing is going into it. I think that would be a good video too. Yeah. Just like, those four wacky boys with a cell phone <laughs> chasing this <laughs> domino. Well, I think if we were to do this again, we'd probably want to shoot it on a GoPro rather yeah, than a cell phone. That feel, um, that feel of just captured right there in real time. So yeah. yeah, something about that phone look. I know we have to mess with the settings, though, to make the tracking easy. I mean, GoPro would probably give you that feel, right? It would, but there's a, there's a benefit of, like, the nice audio and the, you know. I don't know. It's, yeah, we'll it's, get into that. Cameras <laughs> move differently, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, uh, that's the journey of uh, that time we almost moved our entire company. You heard it here first. And, uh, hey, what do you think of these socks? Oh. <laughs> what? Those you like these, <laughs> Brad? I'm all for these tiny socks. So Emergency I'm... green screen socks. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> key out your feet. If you need to key out your feet, boom. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Classy. Yeah. Oh, is that a mocap sock that I see there? Sock, son. Yeah, wow. and then of course, of course, if you just need tracking on your foot only. <laughs> we should make a tie. Sock. We should make a mocap tie. Oh man. Oh, there it is. Write it down. Oh. <laughs> I would wear the I would wear that yellow design of a tie cord. I'm, I'm yeah, I'd wear that as a tie. Yeah, that's pretty cool. 
This is, yeah, we should make this into a tie too. We should make all. So these when we go to all these YouTube events here in LA, <laughs> we're gonna be dressed up to the nines. I want a mocap tie so badly. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't how much I wanted one until you said that. I didn't realize how much I wanted one until I said it too. I will. I would make a point of wearing suits to work. We should have a formal hey. Friday, just like Jared and Christian. Uh, uh, Carmichael were doing. That. <laughs> Carmichael used to do. Yay! Yeah. We need. If you're yeah, listening, it has to be a uh, you know it has to be sponsored by Core or Digital Dot Store. You heard it. Friday or that. Heard it here. Yeah, just imagine that, boys. Right on the right on the knot. When's the the big hoodie, the mocap hoodie coming out? Uh soon. Very soon. In fact, if you guys are members of our website, you will find out there first. You also get fifteen percent off. I, I don't have an exact date. It will probably be in June though. And it's going to not just be a mocap hoodie. Oh, it's going to be oh, so much more than that. A big drop. Yeah. Well, we're also going to do some of them this month. So there's some, probably in two weeks, there's going to be a bunch of, of new stuff at the end of restocks. Stuff that's been out of stock for a long time that people have been asking for. So get ready. You know, speaking of the website. Yeah. So anybody who's listened to the podcast this far, yeah. You are you are in a very, very small select group of people that enjoy the content that we make. Um so to you listening right now, Truly I want to speak to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. Um so we have our website, uh watchcorridor.com, eventually corridordigital.com now. Right now corridordigital.com. Yeah. All right. So it's com, And it's right now it's becoming we what we have what we have created and rather what Jake and Scott have created is a website that it's all things corridor it's all our videos from our all our channels ad free plus um discount on the any merch in the merch store plus a monthly hangout plus um this cool new crowdfunding system where you don't have to put any money into it but basically just through your subscription you get Corridor bucks, as corridor I don't know what we're calling bucks, it. Yet. Corridor coins. <laughs> we have it. So for everyone in bay, we haven't rolled this out yet. This is still. Yeah, so if you already signed up, on the side, it's working coming. on the designs for it literally right now. But basically, with each month, you get like a certain number of points, and you get to pledge those points to a project. And basically, what you're saying is, I want you to take my subscription for that month. So uh, I believe it's what is it, three ninety nine a month, Jake? Yep. Unless so you, you buy for need- a year, and then it's cheaper. But yeah. Yeah, so I want you to take three, my three ninety nine. Of course, there's you know some hosting fees and stuff like that that come out of that. But whatever's left over, I want you to put it as a budget into this project. So imagine if Netflix instead of just putting things out, hoping that you'd like it, it, would ask you like, "What would you like to fund with your subscription?" You'd be like, "I want that." And then if you and enough other people did that at the same time, it would get made. That's something we wanted to bring to this website because nobody else has done that yet. Um, we think it can be fresh. But anyways, I digress. Where I'm going with all this is that the site is up everything but that whole pledge system or the point system is in there. If you're listening to this podcast right now and you haven't checked it out, please go check out the site. Um, if you subscribed, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. If you have not subscribed and you don't want to subscribe, I would love if you could leave a comment, you know, on maybe on the YouTube version of this podcast and just tell us like, what would you, what would you look for that would make you want to sign up for a site like this? What would it be? What would, what would you want to see in something like this? What would, what would be features that you would need to see? Um, there's, also, you can, uh, there's also an app that you can get on your phone, iOS or Android as well, if you want to watch corridor videos there. Yep. So yeah, you know, we, we want to have this site launch. We want, to be a, we want it to be a platform that frees us up from YouTube a little bit. Um, we love YouTube. It's great. But you never know when ads are going to just stop. 
for some reason. It's, it's not like we have now an entire collection of, of families at this point living off this YouTube channel and we have no control over YouTube. So it's a little scary, um, but we love making videos. I know there's a lot of people out there who love watching those videos and we just want to rather, we want a direct way to connect with those people. You, for example, you who is listening to this podcast right now. <laughs> um, well, not so only, yeah. Not only that, but also if you think about the extreme disparity in value um, when it comes to what a low cost subscription can allow to be made versus what watching videos on YouTube can allow, can be allowed to be made. It's the equivalent. If somebody, even just on Patreon, if somebody gives us one Patreon buck, that is like going out and sitting in front of your computer and watching over a thousand corridor videos. Yeah. In terms of the value that we get. In terms of the value. Yeah. So what does that allow us to do? Right. Now all of a sudden what you can afford per minute is totally different. And now, yeah. yes, there's less people. I don't expect 10 million people to subscribe to a website. Like, obviously, that would be phenomenal. We could literally... It <laughs> <laughs> would be one of the big media companies in the United States, States, States if that were, were to happen. But anyway, you know, like, just the, the, that cost is so, dis- is so... There's such a difference there that all of a sudden, it's like, oh, now we can create things that... Um, the core audience has been asking for for years, like uh, more D and D content. We could pair it with live action stuff. Uh, we could do a tutorial series uh, that people keep asking us for. Like, hey, why don't you guys do? Because there is a, a there is a section of the people that watch our videos who are like, hey, you know, it'd be great is if you guys actually did true tutorials on how mm-hmm. to do things. Um, now, obviously, there's a ton of resources for that. But one thing that now all of a sudden becomes affordable that people who might want to subscribe to the website can afford and that we can afford to make is that. And $3.99 a month for a tutorial series is a lot cheaper than, than most, you know, so there's a value that's given on that side. It just, it introduces this whole different scale of flexibility that literally just doesn't exist on YouTube because the whole game on YouTube is like, well, how does it fit within like this, these parameters it's got to it's got to appeal to a general audience. It's got to be relatable to something in the cultural zeitgeist. It's got to be, uh, you know, easily easy to produce at this amount, and then we have to be able to release it around this amount of frequency. And and obviously those are those are guidelines. There's no hard and fast rules, but man, you know, like that only allows you to make X, Y, and Z. It's like yeah, what do you do? Do you enjoy there? this sort of inside baseball talk? Like, do our listeners actually like? Are interested in this? I mean, listen, we're an hour into this, friend. So if you're stuck here, <laughs> you're just getting it anyway. Yeah. I mean, here's, here's the thing. Here's the, like the comparison I think really drives it home. You know, if a thousand people subscribe on the website, if a thousand people, so if a thousand people are on the website and they subscribe, that's equivalent to getting a million views on video on YouTube right now. Right. Yeah. It's like a million people <laughs> watching VFX artists react. Insane. Like, it's the same thing as just a thousand people supporting us on the website. So like, yeah. You can literally make a video series that a thousand people want to watch and it is just as affordable for our company as a video series that only a million people watch on YouTube. So it's like, that's just how I guess devalued your view is on YouTube and just like how much the ad rates are. But it also goes to show that you can make content that really serves a demographic, you know, on a website. So, you know, good example, this podcast gets a couple thousand listens. 
and I, you know, I, at least we assume that those of you who are listening to the podcast are, you know, the tried and true diehard corridor fans and people that like our content, or maybe, you know, I don't know, maybe we just, you like listening to us talk and we talk about interesting things, who knows? But if, you know, this entire podcast, I guess, listening group, this audience, like if, if everybody here subscribed to the website, that would be the, like the equivalent of like all of our views and all of our ad revenue <laughs> combined. <laughs> Yeah. And that's only a couple thousand people, you know? So anyways, yeah. if you want to go check out the website, I'd really appreciate it. If you want to subscribe to the website, I really appreciate it. Obviously we all would. Um, I mean, that'd be super cool, but most importantly, I just want to hear people's thoughts. You know, yeah. what would you want to see in order to subscribe? Um, what would you be expecting from a site like this? Um, or that you just simply not known as existed and you go and check it out and you're like, Hey, this is great. This is exactly what I want. So yeah. You know, um, I just want to hear your thoughts and if you think it's worthwhile to subscribe, go for it. It's still in beta right now. You know, obviously we're still working on it. So you'd be in early. Um, but you know, another funny thing is if you literally buy like two items in the store, that 15% discount will basically pay for your membership for the year, yeah. <laughs> the website. So yeah. if you think you're going to buy more than two merch items in the entire year, consider subscribing. Yeah. You'll save yeah. money. If you've already bought three merch items, you should be subscribed because you <laughs> <laughs> yeah all so right we have it well go Ren, to digital.com it's a very cute dog run he's, he's our little oreo cookie yeah i mean <laughs> bark at anything and everything <sighs> yeah your other one the other one tried to bite the last time i came over all right guys try to bite well, another one in the books all right cool Good podcast, everybody. Thank you for listening. Um, if you happen to go check out our site, thank you so much. I look forward to your thoughts and impressions in the comments of the YouTube video for this podcast. And if you happen to subscribe, even more, thank you very much. Um, yeah, it's a wild adventure. We'll see where it takes us. Yes, sir. All right. All right. So long, everybody. See ya. Later. Bye.